0: Chapter 4 In a tight cluster of shops and cafes surrounded by a quaint neighborhood of old craftsman homes, we stood on the sidewalk, kitty-corner to a pet store in front of Humboldt County's most notorious restaurant, meal in a mold, sweet and savory jello salad delights. On the sign was an illustration of their signature dish, green jello in the shape of a bundt cake, filled with pimentos, green olives, hard-boiled eggs, and little squares of American cheese suspended inside like flags on the moon. I knew from friends who'd gone here and posted their adventure on Instagram that other dishes included the taco mold, the Thanksgiving jiggle, the pooled pork and coleslaw, and the seafood delight, which was packed full of shrimp and frosted with tartar sauce. By all accounts, the food was as disgusting as it looked and sounded. And the only desert they served was a straightforward ambrosia. The mystery was how they'd stayed in business for seven years. The novelty among locals had surely worn off, and the tourists I met got the shivers just hearing the menu. But every time I drove by, the place was packed, as it was now. It's dangerous here. Kalia took the top off the bottle of Odalith scent we were gifted by Kmart, ran her finger along the opening, then dabbed
1: her neck and mine. Just a little for protection. We don't want the owner losing all his customers. Stay close. If it's dangerous, why are we here? Because if it's dangerous for us,
0: then it's dangerous for the people looking for us. Almost everyone who eats here is a mummer, and not the nice kind from Kmart, the predatory kind I was telling you about. The owner doesn't know it, but his catatonic adopted father, living with a nurse in one of the apartments upstairs, is a mobiac haunted by the cackle of the man he murdered. That's why the mummers are always here, for the cackle, not the gross jello. And that's why it's the perfect place to hide. Mobiacs don't come around these kinds of mummers if they can help it. Also, the cackle haunting the old man will mask our scent from halamites like Warren. Halamites? A breed of Mobiac that can find and identify cackle species from great distances with just their nose. Now come on. I keep an apartment upstairs for emergencies like this. It's going to be our home for the next two days. As we walked through the dining area, the patrons all turned and stared, faces twisted with anger and disgust, as if we'd just come from swimming in the sewer to ruin their lunch. Kalia whispered, Mummers have a deeply ingrained fear of otoliths left over from millennia ago when pure-blooded otoliths still walked the earth. This scent will save us a lot of trouble coming and going. I followed Kalia to the kitchen where we were greeted by the owner, a short, corpulent man with red cheeks and a flat broken nose. He was chipper, as I would have been if my business were doing as well as his. Kalia told him she'd lost her keys and asked to borrow his until she could make a copy. He gladly agreed, but before he retrieved the keys, he took a jiggling monstrosity of half Manhattan and half Boston clam chowder out to one of the tables. The apartment was cold, dark, and neat one bedroom, one bath. Kalia set the case on the kitchen table and opened the curtains onto a view of roofs and backyards, and in the distance, Humboldt Bay. While Kalia took a shower, I sat on the couch and video-called my sister. She answered, her forehead shiny with dried sweat. The lunch rush had probably just ended. Otherwise, she wouldn't have answered. Sparing the supernatural details, I told her about my kidnapping, how Mom had been right about Mobiacs, and to watch out for a man named Warren Rochester and our old therapist, Nancy, who was one of them. I told her I'd
1: be gone a couple of days while I straightened this out. What do you mean straighten this out, she said. Call the cops. I did. But they're in on it. These Mobiacs are connected. How do you know they're in on it? I was aware of our
0: older sibling younger sibling dynamic. She analyzed and dissected all of my decisions, and I reacted by getting annoyed and digging in my heels, even if she had a point.
1: But being aware, didn't keep me from falling into it. How do you think? I talked to them. It was very clear. How was it clear? What exactly did they say? I'm not going into every detail right now. Just trust me. Okay, let's say I buy that. Then call the FBI. Never mind. I'm calling them. Don't call the FBI. I'm handling this. They can't do anything anyway. Why not? That doesn't make sense. They handle kidnappings all the time. I put my face close to the
0: phone and whispered, in case any of her customers were near enough to eavesdrop, because there's magic involved. I felt stupid saying that, even more stupid than saying be
1: getiful. That got her to be quiet a moment. Then her eyes narrowed. Where are you? I'm safe. I don't want you and M to get involved. I'll handle this. Trust me. You're starting to sound like mom, Charlie. Have you been sleeping? I'm not crazy, May. And mom wasn't either. Not about this anyway. Where are you? I'm fine. I'll call you tomorrow. Charlie. Bye. I love you. I hung up and immediately felt guilty. I'd called her because I didn't
0: want her to worry about me, but now she was probably as worried as humanly possible. And she already had enough on her shoulders, a single mom running her own business. She was the toughest person I knew. She'd protected me throughout our childhood, comforted me when our sister had died, and she'd survived M's father, a violent man, a man who treated restraining orders like junk mail. I hadn't been able to protect her then, to return the favor. So we'd been forced to run back to Humboldt County, to hide up north. But that wasn't an option this time. We'd worked too hard to build businesses here, lives. I'd protect May and M this time, succeed where I'd failed before. I called my girlfriend Naomi next but she didn't answer, probably in a meeting at work. She was a financial aid officer at the university. I left a message asking her to pick up my bus, with instructions on where to find the spare keys and a promise I'd call her back later. Kalia came out of the bathroom in a towel and a cloud of steam. Our eyes met and I looked away. The bedroom door closed. A few minutes later she emerged in a change of clothes, and she sat at the kitchen table. I don't have anything here that will fit you, but there's a thrift store up the street that has a good selection.
1: I would suggest not taking a shower until after we finish here. Some people sweat the first time. The first time doing what? Entering a whirl. Okay, do I really
0: have to ask a question every time you say a strange word? or can you volunteer the information from
1: here on out?" I sighed. Sorry. I think I'm a little hungry. I understand. But you should wait to eat too. Some people also get nauseous the first time. A
0: whorl is a time loop that exists outside of any timeline, a physical place constructed by Mobiacs from three materials, cackle, memory, and pain. A Mobiak will make hundreds sometimes thousands of whorls in their lifetime, most of them intentionally, using one of two methods we can get into later if it comes to that. As your Shanika, I have access to the whorls you made in your life, which of course you would have made unknowingly. All Mobiaks make accidental whorls from time to time when they're experiencing pain. She opened the case and waved at the contents like Vanna White. With physical aids we call totems, I can access all of the millions of whorls your ancestors made and the millions that will be made by your descendants. But the future whorls are almost impossible to find totems for because they don't exist yet and require a rare skill called gleaning the ghost. But I'm not going to explain that if that's okay with you. Sarcasm I knew so little about this woman that I was almost comforted to hear something so familiar and normal. She continued, There's a lot of terminology, and you won't be able to learn it all in one day, especially if you're hungry. She pulled out the gaudy shoehorn from the case, set it on the table. This is a totem to a whorl I made two years ago, in case of an emergency.
1: She pulled out a bottle of maroon liquid, set that on the table. This is bloom. It's made from the blood of Mobyax in full season.
0: To enter a whorl, you need a drop of bloom on your skin a totem and a grafting technique. Most Mobiacs graft to totems by singing, a leftover from the Zadatorian wars. Harmonies were the best weapon against that enemy, and using it to graft at the same time was just efficient. But really any form of artistic expression will work for grafting to totems. That's why those guys were singing to me? They were grafting to totems? What's the purpose of doing that? The purpose is to enter whorls and ride the ghosts of their Shanika's ancestors. It's one of the fundamentals of Mobiac combat. But I'm not asking you to ride the ghost just yet, so we don't need to get into that.
1: Then what are you asking me to do? I want you to enter one of my whorls. My brother Hugo Sinclair will be there. I want you to ask him a few questions. Why can't you just call him? She sighed. I wish I could. But he disappeared when Diane was
0: murdered. I'd asked them to look into something th- that I didn't want to deal with. Turns out that was probably a trap. I should've been with them, but I was off
1: chasing Eric. Wait. This may be crazy but you knew Nancy. Do you know anyone named Eric Olsen? Scandinavian guy. No. Who's that? He's an evil mummer I've been chasing the last, almost a year now. Thought maybe there
0: was a chance he was involved. She looked away and shook her head. Anyway. My brother and I made a worrel years ago, just in case I needed his help, and he was unavailable in real life for any reason. He's the Nabob of cosmic digestion for the lodge, and he knows more about Mobiac magic than anyone. That's why we need to talk to him. Mobiacs don't knowingly kill other Mobiacs because if they do, they'll be haunted the rest of their life by their victim's cackle like the guy next
1: door. That's a living hell. All Mobiacs know this. But someone in the lodge either murdered or ordered the murder of my bond.
0: They wouldn't have done that if there hadn't been a way to get around the haunting. That's forbidden knowledge only a few people know. My brother is one of those people. And this whorl thing you want me to enter, is that what was happening in the hotel with the giant armadillo? Yes. But that was a whorl
1: I projected, or through. This time you'll actually be entering one. What's the difference? A lot, but generally
0: one is like watching a movie, and the other is like living inside one. She picked up the shoehorn and shook it. Are you ready? I started to answer, then involuntarily let the first syllable drone on in a sputtering moan that turned into a laugh, which made Kalia laugh a little with me. It wasn't really funny, but we were both tired and stressed and probably desperate for some pressure release.
1: Does that answer your question? It does. Thank you. She tapped the shoehorn on the table a few times. A
0: quick lesson on grafting, the same one all beginning shakas get. To graph to a totem, you need to capture its essence in a way that is unique to you. And you do that with art, whether that's music, painting, sculpture, interpretive dance, or whatever. You'll be using free association poetry. It's not exactly art, and it doesn't make the strongest connection, but it works, and it's the easiest technique to learn. Basically,
1: just say the first words that pop into your head when you see this shoehorn. Now? She nodded um shoe foot gold ruby stop that's not what i mean the essence of this shoehorn is not just its function it's
0: everything about it how it was made the inventor and their inspiration the materials how they were gathered and manipulated and so on everything and you have to connect with that everything personally in a fundamental way it's impossible to do consciously You have to do it with your unconscious. You ever look at one of those 3D paintings? You know how you have to unfocus your eyes to see it. That's what you have to do with this, only with your mind.
1: Focus on the totem but let your mind go loose at the same time. Like Pictionary. She scowled. Excuse me? No one can beat me and my sister at Pictionary.
0: I let my mind go loose like you said and just throw out guesses until I get the answer. Works every time. Here I'll show you. I stared at the shoehorn and let my mind wander like I was in my sister's living room watching her try her best to draw.
1: Sandcastle flagpole, Legoland. That's it. Kalia said. You're doing it. Great. That was easy. She slid the bottle of bloom over to me. Now put a drop on your finger and keep going. It'll hurt in a way you've
0: never experienced, but you just have to keep grafting, keep doing those Pictionary poems. When you get inside the whorl, remember, tell my brother there's a conspiracy in the
1: lodge. Nancy is in on it. They kidnapped our Odalith and stole the stockpile. They murdered Diane. Remember to ask him if
0: there's a way to do that, and not be haunted by her cackle. That's important
1: and ask him if a whorl can be manipulated by someone outside the bond. Slow down. I might need to write this down. Don't bother. The paper won't make the journey. Oh, and before I forget, you will have my body inside the whorl. So don't be alarmed. That's normal. Right? Sounds normal to me. After she'd went over the question she wanted to be asked again, I picked
0: up the square bottle of Bloom and unscrewed the lid. Knowing the pain was coming, I took several deep breaths, like one of those polar bear club members preparing to wade into Lake Michigan in the dead of winter. I placed my finger on the mouth of the bottle and rotated it. I felt a cold drop on my finger. Then, nervous, I accidentally slammed the bottle down on the table too hard instead of setting it. Spouts of cold fire, millions of them, needle thin, oscillated all over my body just under the skin, pressing, piercing. The needles were voices, each one of them, trying to escape. I could hear them, like the roar of a crowd. If
1: I tried to move a leg or arm the needles there grew louder, the pain more severe. Graft. Kalia said. Cow tongue Antoinette, cake batter apple basket. The voices in my face changed. They became lower pitched. They ached instead of stabbed.
0: They spread down my neck, through my chest and stomach, and out to my limbs. The aching became louder, stronger. I strained my ears to make out the voices, the words, but there
1: were too many of them. The harder I tried, the louder and more painful they became. Keep grafting. Spider eyes treasure cave, goldfinger slip and slide. The world disappeared. The table,
0: the wall, Kalia, the apartment, everything was gone, and I was floating in an empty white space with endless depth. I couldn't see my body, but I could feel it. Some of the pain and voices began slowly slipping and hissing away, and as they did, strange shadows coalesced in the white void, as if sand were being poured onto an invisible world, giving it shape. The shadows grew in number and size. They gained dimension and color, until I was in the canopy of a redwood forest sitting on a wooden platform a hundred feet above a forest floor covered in sword ferns. A man in a green satin robe with a gold collar and sequins on the shoulders sat across from me. He had a prominent nose, and his eyes were closed. He wore mascara and eyeliner. Kalia had warned me I would have her body in here, but that didn't soften the blow of looking down and seeing foreign limbs and hands, seeing breasts. I felt an urge to get up, to move, as if I could outrun this new skin. But I stayed put. There was nowhere to run. As strange as the war was, it was undeniably real, nothing dreamlike about it. Everything was crisp, from the mist alighting on my skin, to the spring growth of needles on the tips of the branches almost glowing in the gloom. This was not a dream. Then I saw them. Perched in the trees all around me on branches or little platforms of their own were dozens of kayak brad clones wearing Victorian gowns and flat-brimmed, monster energy drink hats. The gowns were of different styles and colors, but the brads were all identical. They had the same square jaw, button nose, and muscular build. Their sculpted shoulders, the product of hours and hours in the gym I assumed, looked comical bulging out of those dainty gowns. They all stared at me and began booing and saying things like, You
1: suck bro. Was this part of the whorl or a product of my mind? Had I brought these brads into the whorl with me? The man in the green
0: robe opened his eyes. Diane, he said in a deep even tone that somehow carried
1: over the jeers. Are you Hugo? I said. Of course I am. I'm sorry to tell you that Diane was murdered. Kalia sent me here to ask for your advice. My name is Charlie. Hugo bowed his head and turned up his palms.
0: May her digestion be orientating. Then he hummed an unfamiliar and
1: haunting tune. When he was done, he raised his head and studied me a moment. What is your surname? Allison. I've never heard of the Allison's. What lodge do you hail from? None. This is all new to me, the cackle, the whorls, all of it. Hmm. Who murdered Diane? That's one of the things your sister wanted advice on. As Kalia had instructed,
0: I relayed the details of the last twenty-four hours. Hugo slowly rocked back and forth as he listened. When I was through he said, ah the machinations of Mobyax as varied and plentiful as the creatures that slither and crawl. Firstly, whoever murdered Diane would need lymphid potion. That is the only way not to be revenged upon by the cackle of a murdered mobiac. Lymphids are extremely rare, but there is one living in this county, somewhere west of the Yolaboli wilderness.
1: Why? Only Arawak can say. But this I know, whoever murdered Diane surely paid this lymphid man a visit. His
0: existence is known to the prime nabob and the vice-nabob, Nancy, as you know her. Secondly. If Nancy is telling the truth and they have a whorl proving my sister murdered Diane, there are two possibilities. One, my sister is guilty which is absurd. Or two, an Oshara manipulated the whorl to frame Kalia. Osharas are the only ones with the ability to change whorls in a way that is undetectable. They are an extremely rare and powerful type of Mobiac. We haven't had one in this lodge since Blanche Duluth, who died in the 1964 flood, although she wasn't a member at the time. Find the Oshara, and you find the head of
1: the snake. The nearest Brad to my left stood, lifted his dress, and peed. Hugo swatted at the air as if at a fly. Pay no attention to them. You see them too. Oh yes. Brad. Unfortunately my sister was sweet on him for a
0: time, and he took advantage, leaving his corruptions in the majority of his whorls without her consent a uniquely mobiac form of abuse, that lingers. Kayak Brad was a mobiac, And he was using this weird magic to abuse Kalia. He was more than just an asshole. He was a monster, immoral in business, immoral in life. I actually felt a little ill knowing all the crap he was getting away with, that there were people out there who revered him, thought he was wonderful. I'd met them. Was it a coincidence that he was Mobiac, that he'd showed up here, the guy who'd been torpedoing my business?
1: Was that part of this? Are they real? I asked. I mean, as real as I am in here? In a way. Their impressions of Brad left after he purposefully failed to graft to this world.
0: Some might even be from the future. Orals are outside of time, eddies separate from the main current. While you are in here, no time is passing in your world." He curled his lip as he regarded one of the brads nearby. Most whorls have these corruptions, some more than others. Whorls always start as tight loops, but as more and more corruptions are left behind, the loops stretch, creating space between the beginning and the end, and the players and corruptions become more autonomous. They develop their own cultures sometimes, even their own laws, which make some worlds extremely difficult to navigate. I heard a moo like from a cow, then all the brads imitated it, and I realized they'd been mooing this whole time, not booing. There was a cow I hadn't noticed before on a platform in one of the trees behind Hugo, ten feet higher than us. Were all of these whorl things populated with cows? One of the brads had his arm around the cow. He smiled and gave me the bird. Then the swirling blue foam sprouted from the cow's skin and spread through the air, swallowing the cow, the nearby brads, and the tops of the trees until it was a floating pool a thousand feet in diameter. It cast a blue light down on us. Distracted by the spectacle, I didn't see Hugo lunging at me in time to react. His body slammed into mine, and my back smacked against the wooden planks. He planted his full weight on my chest, wrapped his fingers around my throat, and squeezed. Forgive me, he said, looking like he was about to cry. I cannot allow a novice sojourner to be used as a weapon.
1: You could destroy the whole world. This is for the greater good. I'm sorry. I couldn't breathe. I tugged
0: scratched, hit his arms and hands but they were unflinching, immovable. There was pounding on the deck, heavy footfalls. Brad's and gowns surrounded us. Three of them
1: pried Hugo off of me and held him. As I gasped for air, one of the brads crouched down whispered moo and flipped me off.